Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. This is an at-home edition of Lakers Carpool. Don't work on Fridays, so don't have to drive into work, but thank you so much for listening. We had a great win by the Lakers on Wednesday against the Miami Heat. We're going to jump into that this episode, preview the Lakers game tonight against the Timberwolves. Let's get at it. All right, well, like I said, the Lakers had a huge win over Miami on Wednesday, an overtime win. They won 120-117. to 117. This is definitely their best win of the season so far. Like I mentioned in my last episode, Miami came into this game at 7-3. and three. I think they were second place in the Eastern Conference. They've just been working on all cylinders um, after adding Kyle Lowry in the offseason. Uh, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, Bama Adebayo, those guys, they, they've just been killing it this year. So this is one of the tougher opponents the Lakers have gone up against this season. They've gone up against the Warriors, the Suns, both teams they've lost to so far. Um, but so Miami, coming coming in against Miami, this was a huge game for them, especially being short-staffed, so to speak, without LeBron James, Trevor Reza, THT, um, some guys, Kendrick Nunn, guys still recovering from injury. So this is by far their best win of the season so far. And surprise, surprise, Malik Monk was the big name on Wednesday night. He really showed out with 27 points on 10 of 13 shooting and 4 for 7 from 3. Absolutely clutch from, from pretty much from start to finish. He was, as you can see with the 10 for 13 shooting, 4 for 7 from 3, he was lights out the entire game, um, which is awesome. Russell Westbrook also had a pretty good game with a triple-double, 25 points, 12 rebounds, 12 assists. He shot 45% from the field and 42% from three, which is great for him. And down the stretch, he hit some clutch shots um, at the end of the fourth quarter to help bring the Lakers back and forcing overtime. Um, Anthony Davis had 24 points, 13 rebounds. Avery Bradley had 17 points. He hit five of eight from the three-point line, which is just unbelievable. Um, So overall, just a great win against a good team. Um, As you know, just going down that list, as you can see, Lakers offensively, they really spread the love around. Um, didn't mention Carmelo Anthony. He had 12 points. Um, you know, pretty good for him. Not not his best night, but but not bad. 12 points off the bench. Especially when you have guys like Avery Bradley putting up 17. Malik Monk doing playing the game he played. Um, just overall a great offensive game from the Lakers. And huge against a team like the Miami Heat. Um, one thing to mention or to point out, is that Jimmy Butler did leave the game early after spraining his ankle in the first quarter. So the Heat were down their best player, but, I mean, the Lakers were also down LeBron James, so kind of evens things out a little bit. And, and considering all the injuries the Lakers have on top of LeBron James, um, still just a great win for a, a team that's dealing with injuries early on, going up against a team that's not dealing with as many injuries, And um, even though they, they did lose Jimmy Butler in the game. So... You know, I talked a lot about how well the Lakers shot the ball and played offensively. You know, just going down the list of, of stats, you know, you can tell the Lakers played a really good offensive game. But I think the key to Wednesday night's game was just the defense. The Lakers were just flying around on defense, getting their hands up on three-pointers, not not giving up too many wide-open threes, which is great for a team that has guys like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson who are – two good three-point specialists that really can can kill a team if you if they get open and in Miami they have great ball movement you know they're a team they kind of look remind me a little bit of like the Golden State Warriors where 
They just have good ball movement. They know where they're going to be. They know they have guys like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson out there ready to catch the ball and hit a big three. So awesome for the Lakers to just like come out and play good defense overall. I mean, it was one of those games where the Lakers definitely did give up some layups and some three-pointers and and did have some bad possessions. But overall, especially considering how this team has played defensively so far in the season, um, I would say it's it's by far their best defensive game that they've played, which is which is absolutely great. I mean, um, they held Miami to shoot only twenty seven percent from three. That's huge. I mean, twenty seven percent for a team that has Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. Um, that's that's just absolutely amazing. And on the flip side, the Lakers they shot really well. They shot um, let's see, forty seven percent as a team from the three point line, fifty percent from the field. Miami, like I mentioned, 27 from three, 41% from the field. So, you know, not bad, not a bad night aside from three-pointer for three-pointers for um, Miami. But um, still, you know, the Lakers just outplayed them down the stretch, which is awesome. So on the Miami side, Bam Adebayo led Miami with 28 points, uh, 10 rebounds, shot 45% from the field. Um made 10 of 11 free throws. So great night from Bam at a bio. Tyler Hero stepped up in the absence of Jimmy Butler, um, who only Jimmy Butler played 12 minutes, recorded seven points. So didn't have too much of an impact on the game. Um, just couldn't cause he only played 12 minutes. Uh, so Tyler Hero stepped up playing 42 minutes in the game last night or not last night on Wednesday night, scoring 27 points. He did shoot well from three. He shot uh, five for eight, 62% from three the three-point line uh 50 from the field so he was kind of like their go-to guy aside from bam um offensively and he did step up and he played well and he gave miami a chance to win that game and down the stretch the lakers were able to just hit some big shots uh force overtime and and get it done in overtime so just a fun game to watch especially fun considering the lakers won obviously but um you know down the stretch was huge for the lakers i mean they were it was the game was going back and forth for the most part there wasn't like any major like huge leads going on um in the game you know there's 14 ties 33 lead changes in the game um going into overtime like i mentioned uh teams shot well from the field um lakers shot 50 percent um i you know i mentioned he shot 40 like 42 percent and it just was a it was a close game and down the stretch the lakers you know they were, they were down by i'm trying to see if i can find it they were down they never got down by too much but in the fourth quarter they did find themselves down by let's see if i can find this 100 to 93 yeah they got down to like 9 points in the fourth quarter you know and at that point i kind of was like thinking yeah the game's probably probably done you know like i just didn't see the lakers being being able to come back and and hit the shots needed and get the stops needed to to um come back yeah so like at around the 7 minute mark of the of the fourth quarter the lakers were down by 7 6 minutes 44 seconds left they're down by 9 102 to 93 um and then you go down 
four you know four minutes left in the in the game in the fourth quarter. Lakers are down. Um, where was it? One hundred four to ninety seven. 105 to 97 so they're down nine points with four minutes and 45 seconds left in the game and at that point like Miami could close the game out pretty easily but you know in a game like how Wednesday night's game was it was tit for tat going back and forth um so four minutes could be a long time you know if you're hitting your shots so that's what the Lakers did you know they um can't you know Malik Monk hit a big three to make it Yeah, so like Ant- Carmelo Anthony hit a big shot to make it 106-99. Malink Monk comes down, hits a big three to make it 106-102, so then it's a four-point game. Um, Avery Bradley hits a big three, uh, making it 108-105, making it a three-point game. Um, Westbrook hit a big layup with two minutes left to make it 108-107. Um You know, Lakers forcing stops down the stretch defensively, playing good defense. Um, you know, it was one away to 107 for quite a while. And then Malik Monk hits a free throw, ties it up one away to 108. Um, and then it's tied one away to 108 with one, like with about a minute left. And Russell Westbrook comes down, hits a pull up jump shot, pull, making the lead 10, uh, 110 to 108. Uh, Tyler Hero hits a pull-up jump shot, making it 110 to 110. And then Westbrook comes down with 27 seconds left. Uh, he hits a big, like, in the key, like a turnaround fadeaway uh, jumper. Kind of like LeBron-esque. I, t- I actually tweeted this after the game. And, I like, it legitimately, lo- legitimately looked like one of those LeBron fadeaways, almost, where, like, you could have mistaken R- Russell Westbrook for, for LeBron James hitting a clutch shot down the stretch, which is awesome. So, that shot made it 112 to 110. Um, and then the Lakers, Russell Westbrook, unfortunately. So, unfortunately, Russell Westbrook both hit some big shots down the stretch to help the Lakers offensively, but then but then also just kind of did have some plays that hindered the Lakers from being able to pull off the win in regulation, which was a bit of uh, – at least it was frustrating in the moment, you know. So, so he hits a big shot to make it 112 to 110. And then Miami has the ball, and Tyler Hero shoots a jump shot, misses it, but then P.J. Tucker gets like a tip slam, a tip dunk, um, to tie it 112 to 112 with 23 seconds left. And if you watch the replay of the game, um, of that play, Russell Westbrook, all he had to do was box out P.J. Tucker, and he could have gotten the rebound. You know, he's he was down there on like the the, if you're like facing the basket, the left block, um, and Russell Westbrook, instead of you know finding the, the man close to him and boxing him out, he is just looking at the basketball and gets out of position. PJ Tucker comes in, tip slams it, ties it up with 23 seconds, le- 23 seconds left in the game. So like, you know, it's fundamentals, right? It's like it's kind of like what I talk about a lot. The things that really frustrate me the most are when professional basketball players don't do the fundamentals right, you know, boxing out, making free throws, um, playing just defense in general, you know, things like that. Like that's, those are the things that really frustrate me. So Russell Westbrook gives up a tip slam to tie the game. 
23 seconds left. Lakers ball. No shot clock. Lakers can do... They have 23 seconds to... They just need to hit a basket. They they could get fouled and hit one free throw. That's all they need to do to win the game. And we have Russell Westbrook on the floor. Anthony Davis is on the floor. You know, and literally, Russell Westbrook gets the ball, dribbles the ball for 23 seconds, and takes a three-pointer to try and win the game. Just an absolutely awful end, ending possession. Just absolutely awful. Like, what was he thinking? Like, I get it. He was having a pretty good three-point shooting game. Shooting, I think it was a 42% or whatever it was. I get it. Like, maybe you think you have it in the bag or whatever. But when you have Anthony Davis on the floor and you have Russell Westbrook, I I can't remember who else was on the floor when in that last uh, possession, but to not even pass the ball once, like not even like a give and go, like not even like have Anthony Davis set a screen for Russell Westbrook, not even Anthony Davis, like give to Anthony Davis really quick, run around him, have him hand it back and then take the three, right? Like no ball movement, no movement whatsoever. Russell Westbrook just slowly dribbling, dribbling the ball, he dribbled a little bit to the right of the court, behind the three-point line, dribble, 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 guy on him. Like, it wasn't like he was wide open when he shot the three. He had a guy right in his face. And, like, yeah, he got off, like, a decent look. Like, it wasn't, like, an awful shot in the sense that he didn't miss it by that much. But, I mean, come on. Like, you have 23 seconds to run a play. You have 23 seconds to – you only need two points, you know? Like, why are we shooting threes with with Russell Westbrook when you only need two points to win the game? Like – Set a screen for Russell Westbrook, have him drive to the basket, or um, run a pick and roll with Anthony Davis, or just have Anthony Davis post up. You know, like those are those three options are all better than what Russell Westbrook did to end the game. So that was really frustrating, also, to see that. And you know, if LeBron's healthy, the ball's not in in Russell Westbrook's hand. There, you know, like LeBron maybe drives and kicks it to Russell Westbrook, or you know, so like down the stretch of the season, hopefully we don't run into these situations where where we're we need a last second shot and Russell Westbrook is the one with the ball in his hands. Hopefully that's not the case, and I and I say that like in a in a way where like I don't think that he can't hit a big shot. That's not what I'm saying because I I did see a post on Instagram that since he's joined the league, he's hit the most. Um. What was the stat? He's at the most go-ahead shots in, like, the fourth quarter for anyone in their career or something something like that. Like, he's he has hit a lot of clutch shots since he's enter, entered the league. I think it was, like, for anyone in the league since he's been in the league or something. I don't know. It's it kind of specific. But, like, he has hit clutch shots throughout his career. So, like, I'm not saying he can't make the shot, but he – just shouldn't be the guy like if he's gonna if that's what he's gonna do where he just has the ball in his hands the entire time for 23 seconds and then jacks up a three-pointer doesn't even try and like get to the basket don't doesn't do anything like that then he's not the guy that I want to have the ball in his hands at the end of the game you know so that's that's all I'm saying um but thankfully the Lakers didn't lose it was it was a tie game so game went to overtime and in overtime you know, as most overtimes are, it goes back and forth. Malik Monk hit a big three um, to go up 115 to 114. And then from there, the uh, 
the Heat missed it, were just missing everything. They couldn't hit a shot, which was great. You know, Lakers went up one nineteen to one fourteen, um, and then and then they go up by five with like a minute left in overtime. You think the game's over for sure, right? Like you think that a minute left here by five, you pretty much have the game in the bag as long as you just don't do anything stupid. Um, and then the Lakers just kind of went cold. They missed a few shots. Uh, Miami hit a few shots. They made it 119 to 117. Um, Lakers, Carmelo Anthony's in the game. He gets fouled. He makes one of two free throws. It's 119 to 117. Um, or yeah, he, yeah, he, it was 119-117. He missed one, made one, made it 120 to 117. And then one possession left. Well, there was some missed free throws for, for Miami. And then, um, Miami ran a play where they they ran a pretty good play where they did like a triple screen for Tyler Hero and the Lakers didn't really communicate on defense. Tyler Hero got off a pretty much open shot and missed it. I'm pretty sure it's Tyler Hero. It's either Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson. Yeah, Tyler Hero. Um wide open three pointer and missed it. So thank God for that. That could have tied the game to push it push it to another overtime. And the Lakers end up winning the game. So definitely a lot of positives in that game, offensively, defensively. I think down the stretch of the game is where most of the frustration occurred with the Lakers, where they just like were making little mistakes where those little mistakes do create um, or could create big problems for the game, right? Like a missed box out or just a bad possession or um, not communicating at the end of the game and getting giving Tyler Hero a wide-open three-pointer, you know, things like that. So those things were a little frustrating. Those are the types of things that you kind of teams work on, right? Like it has to do with part of the chemistry of the team and communication on defense and things like that. Um, Russell Westbrook did have eight turnovers in the game also, which is pretty frustrating. So that's another another thing. But that's what you get with Russell, with Russell Westbrook, right? You get a triple-double, 25 points, 14 assists, 12 rebounds or 13 rebounds, whatever it was. Um, which is awesome, right? That's what you you get that offensively, but you also get eight turnovers. So the pluses and minuses of Russell Westbrook overall, though, I think it was a good game for him. Um, I think he did. He played pretty good defense for the most part. He contributed a lot, and it was good just to see him play well overall and for the Lakers to come out with a win. All right. Lastly, let's talk a little bit about the Lakers game tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So the Timberwolves are, you know, not the best team. They're 3-7 and seven on the season. Uh, the Lakers, with their win on Wednesday against the Heat, are 7-5. and five. So uh, this is definitely a game that the Lakers should win. There's no reason that they shouldn't win this game. Um, for Minnesota, they... Anthony Edwards currently is leading the team in points. He's averaging 25.9, basically 26 points, which is pretty good for him. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns is another big player for the for the Timberwolves. Uh, most of you probably know that already. So, you know, a big, a big man that can kind of help them try and shut down Anthony Davis. So this is a big game for the Lakers guards, you know. Big game for Russell Westbrook to take off some of that burden from Anthony Davis. Um, again, this is one of those games where you know, I you know I just think like if you pick and roll with Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook, 
obviously LeBron James isn't playing as far as I know. I don't think he's back yet. So, you know, Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis are the two main offensive points of focus for the Lakers, right? So, you know, if you ran pick and roll with Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook, I think that would that would be a pretty efficient um, offense for the Lakers. So I feel like that should be a main focus if I were if I were running the offense, you know, if I were out there, I'd be like, all right, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, let's pick and roll. Let's get, you know, Carmelo Anthony out there, uh, moving around, getting open from three. You know, let's see if we can keep up what we had going with Malik Monk. Let's see if we can get him to to, to keep it up and, and add offensively. Um, and then obviously it just comes down to defense, right? Like if the Lakers can stop Carl, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards from – getting easy buckets then it sounds obvious but i mean that's what that's what they got to do right um and the lakers haven't necessarily proven that they can do that a lot of baskets that teams get against them are wide open shots whether it's teams um attacking the basket kicking it it, to guys that are wide open for three or um back cuts and things like that to get open layups and dunks there was a possession i didn't talk about this but like in the in the game against miami on wednesday where I think when Miami was pushing their lead up to nine points in the fourth quarter, there was only, I think there was three possessions in a row where Miami ran back cuts and got wide open layups and dunks. So those are the kinds of things that we need to limit, right? So um, I think the Lakers can do it. The Lakers should win this game against Minnesota. I'm not too worried about it. Obviously, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong in my prediction on my late, last episode on Tuesday about the game against um, Miami, right? Like I predicted that the Lakers would lose that game, which, you know, I also didn't predict that Jimmy Butler would get hurt in the first quarter. So I'm not going to say I wasn't wrong, but I was wrong. So um, I was definitely got that one wrong. So my prediction here is Lakers will win tonight against Minnesota. They will push their record to eight and five. Um, Let's see what the standings are looking like right now. Jumping around. Let's see. The Lakers are currently in the Western Conference at seventh place in the Western Conference. But of course, like this is the time where, you know, the Lakers are seven five. Uh Dallas, Denver, and the Clippers are all seven and four, right? So like things jump around a lot based on on records. So Lakers get a win to go eight and five then that bumps them up i'm sure especially if teams are losing things like that um golden state is remaining extremely strong right now they're 10 and one they've only lost one game which is super impressive and that one loss was to who was that to the nuggets 118 to 116 back in october it looks like unless that was Yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, anyway, so Golden State, a team to look out for, and they still they don't have Clay back, so they could definitely be a strong, at least, at least as of right now, they're a strong contender for um, the a finals team coming out of the Western Conference. So uh, Lakers have some some room to 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 get better and and to some some room to make up with teams like. Phoenix and Golden State, who are 
let's see, Golden State's 10 and 1, Phoenix 7 and 3, uh, Utah's 8 and 4. Those are the top three teams in the Western Conference. Lakers are 7 and 5, so they're not too far back. You know, they're only they're three and a half games from first place. So things are going to change a lot. Again, we're only 12 games into the season now, so we have 70 games left in the season. So a lot can change, a lot can happen. It'll be interesting to see when we can get LeBron James back. Um, you know, I don't think there's been any news that I've seen on that. So hopefully he comes back soon. Hopefully he can, but also at the same time, we want him to be healthy. So we want him to recover as much as possible um, and and go from there once he comes back. But yeah, let's hope for a win tonight against Minnesota. Push that record to eight and five and keep climbing, keep getting better. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening and go Lakers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening and go Lakers.